Hey, sports dads, are you ready for the best combination of fatherhood and football talk? Well, let's go. It's that time to have a conversation about fatherhood and football and relation. Ready, set, hut, grab your kids and huddle up. We might get deep, but just run it up the gut. So put your jersey on and clap for the home team. It's the dance thing, yeah, you know what I mean. So tell a friend to tune in if you heard me. To the best show in town every Thursday. Fatherhood and football, it's a dance thing. Fatherhood and football, it's a dance thing. Fatherhood and football, it's a dance thing. Fatherhood of football. Welcome to a Dad's Thing podcast, Fatherhood and Football. I am James Simmons, your in-studio host dad of two amazing daughters. I'm a former middle school, high school, and college football coach, as well as a former wide receiver at D1AA Fordham University in the Bronx. Today we are joined by Corey Bailey. Corey and I played together at Fordham from 1994 to 1997. Corey was a two-time All-Patriot League center in 96 and 97, as well as team captain and MVP our senior year. Corey played professionally with the New York Giants and Rain Fire of NFL Europe. Corey has over 16 years coaching on the collegiate level with his most recent stop, Coastal Carolina, 2013-2017. Today, Corey and his wife, Lisa, are raising their four beautiful daughters, Olivia, Stella, Fiona, and Charlotte. Corey, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, James. It's, uh, it's great to hear your voice. Man, it's always good to hear from you, um, my bodyguard. <laughs> we came in together um, in 94, first recruiting class for Coach Cortaro and the crew there. And um, man, it's been good ever since, man. Yeah, yeah, it, it has. I mean, we we were so lucky to have such great mentors in that coaching staff, starting with Coach Q and Coach Mariani, Coach Pasegna, Coach Shinagra, you know, down down that whole list. Coach Darrington, um, just lucky to have such you know good role models and, and people that really cared about us, and I think that allowed us to develop some really deep relationships. Definitely. Deep relationships with them, you know, because I know, you know, probably over your career, and we're going to talk a little bit more about coaching. You know, you've probably reached out to those guys as a coach, you know, as a guy who's, you know, playing professionally just to, you know, get their thoughts, you know, uh, words of advice. So, you know, there they've meant so much to us. And like you said, the relationships that we, you know, as the players were able to form with each other, you know, talking about, you know, 25, 26 years later, you know, I love following my guys you know what I'm saying and and you were one of those guys that always was online watching you on tv just making sure um all is good and just following the success so I definitely appreciate those guys for giving us what they gave us yeah yeah it was a good it was a good time you know we I think we were able to make a real impact on that program from when we got there to when we left and and um just like you said it's been fun Staying in touch with all, you know a bunch of the guys that we played with, but you know I I had Coach Mariani, Coach Quattaro. Uh, I can't tell you the amount of time, conversations that I had with them that that were football related years after that, and even to this day. So yeah. it's I'm really thankful for it. We were blessed. 
Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's funny. I spoke to, you know, Coach Mariani um, a few days ago, not too long ago. And uh, he was like, yeah, I was down at Coastal with Corey and speaking to the team. And uh, he just remembered that. And, you know, if I could see him, we were on the phone. I just saw him, you know, he was lit up like a Christmas tree. Um, Loved the experience. And, you know, it's funny how they give us so much. But then when we, you know, go on our journeys as, as young men, to men, to fathers, you know, how they follow us as well. And they really enjoy to see the success. So it's been cool. It's been cool, man. Definitely. Um, But you touched on something, you know, when we were at Fordham, you know, we were the first recruiting class under Coach Q. Um, And, you know, from what I heard from older players, it was definitely a shift in attitudes, um, business approach, so on and so forth, you know, when we came in. And, you know, I'm wondering, you know, what were some of those things you remember from our first year, you know, to our, you know, uh, senior year, because we were fortunate to have those guys for four years. What were some of the things you remembered, you know, them giving us and, and how we helped, you know, change the face of that program? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, um, obviously, we had the slogan, find a way. Um, I think we had some challenges at Fordham at the time from, you know, from facility standpoint, even scholarship dollar amount. Um, But, you know, I think that find a way philosophy kind of became something that I really bought into. Um, And I think they gave us the confidence that we could, in fact, compete with everybody that we played against. And, and, you know, our, our group was a, was a group that stuck together. We graduated a bunch of guys and, and they stuck with the program. And, um, I think, you know, you, you can see that as the years progressed and as we got a little bit older and a little bit more ch- mature and a little more experienced, um, we were able to, we were able to become pretty competitive and, and, uh, you know, the, the retention of the staff, I think was really critical too. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a bunch of those guys for all four years and, Another coach we didn't even mention, Coach Batnode, who um, I actually worked with him at Coastal Carolina. We were on the same staff together for a bunch of years. Uh, all those, all those guys, you know, it, it was good. I think Coach Q brought a different uh, approach to it, having having been at Kansas State prior. Right. He brought that true D one mentality, and this is how we're going to run a program. This is this is what accountability is going to look like. Right. Um, and I think it, you know, it worked. It, it definitely did. <clears throat> and, you know, the, the accountability, the professionalism. Um, our sophomore year, we were fortunate enough to um, play in the Bermuda Bowl. Um, and I remember <laughs> just the approach of going over there. We were in, you know, shirts, ties, jackets and slacks and, you know, dress shoes, you know. And when we yeah. got on the plane, because it was a chartered, chartered plane and, you know, Holy Cross uh, was on a plane with us, those guys was in sweatpants, flip-flops. And it was at the moment we saw them. I think we all looked at each other as as players and said, we got these guys. And yeah. we carried that mentality of professional workman-like attitude to the to the field. And we won. <laughs> And then a lot of us had fun after we won. (laughs) (laughs) We we, we sure did. Uh, And uh, we talked a little bit about that, uh, Calvin and I, on episode one. Um, And you mentioned, you know, Coach Patnode, who was my position coach um, at Fordham. um, And you, you know, working with him on the staff down at Coastal. And you guys, you know, you guys did some work down there, man. I was checking out, you know, some of the stats. And you guys had a nice run, and and it's continuing. Now, 
did yeah. did the program see as much success prior to you know you being on that staff, or was that something that just they started to develop? Well, I mean, I think they they had some success, but not not the success that they wanted to not not the success to, to the level that we were able to um, have. You know, after we were there for a little bit, and you know, Joe Mowgli is a Fordham guy. He was the head coach. Um, we could spend a whole 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 session on just talking about what I learned from him. But, um, you know, we were able to, we were, I think we were able to really change that program, take it from an FCS, the FCS level to the FBS level. We were, you know, we were number one in the country at the FCS level for a lot of years. Um, and I got to be part of that transition to the FBS level. And, um, it was, it was fun. And coach Pat knows a really good friend of mine and his families were close and, and, uh, he he did a great job with the offense there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put up some numbers. The record speaks for itself, and you know the program is continuing in success. And you know today off to a six and zero start, and you know ranked. So, you know, did you take anything from your experience? And and I'm you know we haven't even touched on your high school experience, but you know from our days of you know coming in with a changing of a mentality of a program. What were some of the things that you were able to bring from from our Fordham days to to that situation as a, a a position coach? Yeah, so I mean, well, the first thing is, you know, I I played for Coach Mariani. At, he was my position coach at Fordham, right? And then I I had the opportunity to work for I coached for him at Iona College for a year, um, and still to this day, I've been around you know the the top NFL offensive line guys, right? in the game. And, and, um, I still say coach Mariani is as good as any of those guys, but the one thing that he did better than anybody, I think was his ability to recruit. Uh, he was a phenomenal recruiter recruiter and the certain, the systems that he put in place around that, yeah. and, uh, the tenacity that he went after. I mean, when he was at Iona, he would recruit 50 kids by himself per year. <laughs> um, so I, I think, you know, my role at Coastal Carolina, I was the defensive line coach, which was a switch for me, but I was also the recruiting coordinator. And I think I took a lot of the same systems that Coach Q had at Fordham um, that were obviously brought there uh, with a lot of, lot of help uh, and input from Coach Mariani. So um, I think we were, you know, the way we were recruiting at Coastal was very similar to what I learned from our, day, our days at Fordham, right. from when I worked for Fred at Iona and, yeah. and so on. Matt, we could talk about Coach Mariani for days um, and hours <laughs> on end um, from the things that he taught us. You know, I was fortunate enough to be on his first um, staff. You know, when he went yeah. um, after our senior year, you know, after, you know, our senior year playing, you know, I was up at Iona um, during second semester, you know, teaching the kids the offense, teaching the kids, teaching yeah. the guys the yep. offense. We were all the same age, you know, <laughs> and the things uh, that he taught me in that short period of time, I use a lot of that today, you know, just his yep. work ethic and just the preparation, um, you know, really taught me a lot. And my one season is coaching um, with him. And then I was able to take that to the high school level, you know, because when you, sure. you talk about recruiting, right, one of the things I always wanted to give the kids because I didn't have this coming up is what does it look like at the next level? What can I give you now to help prepare you for the next level? Right. So after high school, college. Right. So I was using those techniques and the things that I learned to give to the, the kids in a high school level, um, which, you know, 
I really appreciate that from, from me being able to learn that myself. I talked to Coach sure. Sinagra yeah. not too long ago, and, and you just mentioned the recruiting aspect, you know, and, and Coach, you know, 41 years, and you're talking about a 20-year uh, window. You know, what are some of the things, you know, if you could give to a parent today about preparing a kid to be recruited, what, what are some of the tips you could give in that, that area? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I talk I talk to parents, well, I used to talk to parents about this all the time. Obviously, now I've left coaching, but um, I think, it, you know, it's with the recruiting piece, it's, it's a process, and I think there's a few key pieces to it. Um, number, you know, as you're, and I'm going through this actually with two of my daughters right now too, different yeah. sports are not football players, but <laughs> I'm, I'm applying this. Yeah. And I think, uh, number one, it's, it's an honest evaluation of what level do you truly project to play at? Um, and, and that honest evaluation needs to come from someone outside of your family because your family's going to always have a biased opinion, no matter what yeah. everyone, you know, I, I, I think my daughters are probably better than they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> dad, just, good just dad. Yeah. <laughs> so that's number one. Um, number two, once you know what level you project at, it's determining um, what it is that you want to study. And, yeah. And, you know, uh, and then where do you, what part of the country do you want to go to? Um, and, you know, and then it's, you know, kind of what kind of campus do you want and things like that. I think mm-hmm. it's, because the recruiting process can be incredibly overwhelming and you can waste a lot of time in that process. So it's narrowing that list down and then making a plan once you, once you have that list down. And I think my, what I've always told people is you should try to have five or six schools on that list. Um, one or two of those schools should be a reach school. So if you project to be a division two athlete, you should have one, you should have one or two division one schools on there because we'd be crazy, we'd be crazy not to reach. And you should have three or four schools on that list that are um, right at the level that you really truly project to be at. And then a safety school. Um, so in, in a nutshell, that's, that's how I am approaching it with my daughters right now. And that's, that's the advice I've shared to many, many families over the years. And, and, and good advice. I mean, you've been around um, at the highest of levels, right? Um, you've worked with tons of coaches um, that, you know, probably have given you some of that information as well, you know, because you hit sure. on a couple of things that uh, really resonate with, you know, conversation I had with Coach Sinagra. And he said, you know, A, you know, honest evaluation of the talent, right? We have to be honest right there. Um, the yeah. second thing is the academic piece, you know, you know, get, get the academics. So you, you want to get your education and then the social, the, the, uh, the, the social environment or, or that, you know, uh, feel of you want to be somewhere that you're going to enjoy, right? The last thing you want to do is go somewhere that doesn't want you. Um, and you have the, right. a, a time that is not enjoyable, um, for you. So no, nah, Appreciate those points and those tips and, you know, sharing a little bit about um, your experience with, with your daughters, with whom you have four, right? Four girls. I do. I do. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I will be, you know, calling you uh, probably on a regular <laughs> as I'm raising my two little girls, nine and uh, seven. Uh, but you, you have girls that are seniors in high school and then coming down I from there. Do. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, my tw- I've got twins that are seniors. Yeah, um, Olivia and Stella, and I've got a freshman Fiona, and I've got a sixth grader Charlotte. 
so uh, I'm a little bit ahead of you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're definitely ahead of me, and um, that's got to be a little different from you. Is this new learning for you, uh, you know, the girl dad and all of the different things that go into that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it's different, that's for sure. I think um, it's different and it's the same. You know, I, I think ultimately, you know, as you know, I left coaching, and the reason I did it was for my family. I wanted, you know, as a coach, you, the amount of hours you work, I, I kind of started to realize I'm a father to my players, but maybe not to my daughter. So, um, I, that, that's why I get out of it. And, and so in, in some aspects, I, I treat my, my daughters no different than I treated my players. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But, uh, you know, dad's, dad's intensity. Um, I need to, ch- I need to check that at times because it can be too much. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate the perspective because, um, you know, for me, I'm one of four boys. You know, my mom raised four boys and now we're blessing her with all of the granddaughters, you know, but it's a different, yeah. different, different area, you know, and some new learnings. Do I treat them? Any well, first of all, I don't have any sons, so I don't know how I would treat my son. But no, I treat yeah. them just like the, the the little human beings that they are, with respect, love, and care. Um, and and I get you with that intensity. Uh, I have to you know gauge you know sometimes. Uh, am I being a little too tough, or you know, do I just you know is this is all about fun, right? But it's yeah. definitely a learning experience. So I'm gonna be hitting you up. I'm gonna hit you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there for you. <laughs> so what are, what are some of the things, right? Because, you know, they play sports. I think it's volleyball now, right? That might be the big sport. You know, what are some of the things as a dad who's played football, who's coached football, how do you help your girls with their enjoyment and their advancement um, in the games that they play? Yeah, so I, I think uh, unlike unlike you, I've I've kind of made the decision not to coach their their teams. Um, and just because I kind of wanted to just allow them to go and experience it, I'm obviously there for them. And I've all, I've got a lot of opinions and feedbacks, feedback for them after competitions, but, um, I've kind of tried to just take a step back because amongst them, their friends, their, their parents, friends, I am the coach, you know, so it's, it's kind of a, a different deal for me where I, I feel like it's better for me to just kind of take a back seat on that. Um, yeah. Now, having, having said that, mm-hmm. I think one thing that I have done with them is um, I, they go, they go to the weight room with me in the morning, uh, usually three days a week, um, actually three out of four of them. The, the sixth grader doesn't do that yet. Um, and that, that to me, number uh, number one, I think has been amazing for their, their development because the truth is there's not a lot of high school age girls or younger that are, you know, working on power cleans and deadlifts and squats and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's really helped them, but it's also been a lot of, it's held me accountable because <laughs> I don't want to be the one the night before that says, ah, we're not going tomorrow. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's, it's, you know, it's been something that we've done together um, and I've really enjoyed it. And uh, so kind of kind of been doing that but uh i'm now that i'm not away um from the end of july until december i've i don't miss many of their games and i'm there and and um we talk about it and and just all positive you know i think that's that's the whole thing being positive with them and giving you know i i do give them 
um, feedback and, mm-hmm. and what I think they can do better. But um, just like with when you're coaching players, if they know that you love them and you care for them and you want the best for them, they're going to take that the right way. Definitely, definitely. You know, I've I've taken a similar approach or had kind of the mentality. You know, you going into sports, not wanting to coach the kids, but I got forced into coaching my yeah. uh, my second grader, uh, a basketball team, because if they didn't have a coach, they wouldn't play. So I'm like, all right, let me step up. Uh, but it was a great experience yeah. for her, and it was a great experience for me um, because. Lots of things were already set up that I didn't have to be the one making lineups and, you know, substitutions. All of that stuff was taken care of. But she had a good experience. I got to do it one more time, you know, for my my younger one. And then after that, I just want to be dad. You know, I want you to enjoy your sports. I want you to listen to your coach. If you have some questions for me afterwards, we can definitely talk about it, you know. So, um, yeah. Love the approach and, you know, love the working out together. <laughs> That's uh yeah. That's that's great. That's great. That's great. Definitely. <laughs> and, you know, 16 years coaching. Right. And, you know, you, you said you wanted to make a shift, you know, to to not be in the grind of a season recruiting and all of that stuff. Talk. Could you talk a little bit more about that for some dads that, that might be out there that are in that spot? You know, how did you balance that time? It was hard. You mm-hmm. know, honestly, it was hard because we would we would start training camp at the end of July. Uh, and then you're, you're seven days a week until mid December, right. straight through. Right. Um, and I loved it. And I tell everybody this, if I were single, I would, who knows where I'd be, but I'd still be coaching, you know? Um, right. the, the challenge for me and, and I guess year one, when I first stepped away, it was, I was not a, I was not a happy human being and my wife knew it. My kids knew it. It was really, really hard for me because if that's what you do for the majority of your career, it's, it's what you know and it's what you love. But now that I'm a couple years out of it, um, I couldn't imagine not being able to go to my daughter's games and swim meets and, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. So mm-hmm. um, it's hard. You know, the, the thing about the thing I miss the most about it is the relationship piece. And right. as you know, I've, I'm in the corporate world now and, mm-hmm. It's really hard. To, it's really hard to replicate that. What I loved about coaching the most was having the opportunity to develop these relationships with my players that last forever. And you know, I have players to to this day calling me, "Hey, coach, I want to. I'm getting married. I'm having a. I'm having a baby. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, my my father just passed away, or something like that. Where yeah. you still have that relationship. Right. So that connection. I haven't. I haven't fit, yeah, I haven't figured that piece out yet, mm-hmm. and I do still miss that. But mm-hmm. um, to to be there for my daughters and and see them compete and do all those things, it's worth it's worth the trade. Definitely, definitely. And you know, um, you said it. You know, when you when when you're a, you know a younger dad or a single guy, you know, you have the ability to do what the job calls for you to do. You know, and and as the kids get older. Uh, and you said you want to be there, things had to shift. So I appreciate the yeah. fact that, you know, you can share that with the audience, you know, and some of the struggles because, these, you know, it, that's part of who we are, right? And that's, no who, that's who I remember, you know, in 94, you know, coming into, you know, the training room, you know, to get weighed and get your numbers taken, you know, first day, you know, freshmen come. And I'm looking at you, I'm like, 
that guy's not supposed to be in here. You know, why Why isn't he in the Giants locker room right now? Because this dude is huge. Um, so it, it's it's a really, it's it's a lot of us. It's, it's a big part of who we are. So thanks yeah. for sharing that. Um, I, yeah. kn- I know you still stay close to the game. You know, I've heard a couple of your shows. I think you do uh, a breakdown of, of the Patriots. Are you still doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do it when I can. And, and I think um, that's the thing. Like I, so I coached, I coached at Stonehill College in the spring, coached the, off, coached the offensive line. I loved it. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm nine, months, nine months into a new company, and I just realized that I couldn't, couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it the way I knew I needed to do it, uh, in order to do it the right way. So I, I've still been trying to fill that void of, um, my, my identity has, or a lot of my identity has been centered around football. So (laughs) the Patriots, the Patriots thing, you know, doing that fun and, uh, it kind of keeps my head in the game a little bit other than just sitting on my couch watching them play <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and here I am uh, a Jets guy plugging the Patriots uh, you know you, you can tell how long away from the game I've been in some regards <laughs> yeah yeah sorry to hear that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but I still you know, to... it, what, what's that I said it's hard to be a Jets fan nowadays. Very much so. For for the last several years, that's that's been my case. Um, but you know, like you, that was definitely, you know, a process. You know, when I came out of school and I coached, you know, I was like, oh man, what am I gonna do? You know, because this has been such a big part of my life uh, for a long time. And you know, for me, I was able to you know find work, working with young guys. You know, and and using my football background, you know, to kind of be a coach in their life. Um, and that kind of filled the void for me. Um, but, you know, again, I've not played at, you know, the highest of levels as you have. Yeah, I was going to say, but you, you know, you're, the, you're everything I remember of you. You're, you're that kind of person where you want to, you want to truly impact the world other than, you know, bottom line. And, and, it's admirable what you do for sure. Appreciate it, man. And, and, you know, even in school, you know, that was the approach. And, you know, like I said, I called you my bodyguard, you know, there was nobody, you know, messing with me. <laughs> um, you know, the team voted me to, you know, be a, a student athlete mentor, you know, so you guys, you know, helped uh, produce the, the man that I am today. You know, you guys had a lot of faith, courage in me. Um, and, and, and the other thing is a lot of respect. You know, this is one question I wanted to ask. Have you come across any players smaller than me in your 16, 17 years of coaching? 5'5", five, five, <laughs> 140. Is there anyone smaller than me that you've come across? I'm a, you know, the, the closest <laughs> guy we had to that, who was actually, I, he was, he actually reminded me of you quite a bit. His name was Devin Brown. He played for us at Coastal. Uh, he wasn't as small as you, but he was, you know, he was probably five, Seven, one sixty. He had dreads. He had all that. Uh, he still got hair, so he's got. But he's younger than you, so yeah. give give him some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was he was just like you, fast and quick, and could return and do all those things. He was slot receiver. Uh, was smart. You know, he. I every time I saw him, I used to think of you. So. <laughs> But he was bigger than you. <laughs> uh, so, so I still hold the mark uh, for at least a couple of coaches that I've talked to. <laughs> the yeah. smallest guy. Yeah. Well, love that. Yeah. Love that, man. Appreciate it. Um, 
I, I always love to, you know, give the guest um, a last shot um, on, you know, something that has been important to them in the game of football that they've carried out, you know, through their lives now, um, something that helps them, you know, make an impact, you know, with their family, their kids or whatever it is, man, um, would love to give you that opportunity to share. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that I think about all the time um, is, you know, that 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 culture of a locker room, right? With, yeah. with today's world, and not to get all political and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, like you and I came from totally different worlds. Yeah. But we're, we, as soon as we got in that locker room and, and got to know each other and were working towards the same goal, we were brothers. Yeah. No matter, it didn't matter didn't matter where we came from, what we look like, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I think that's something that I, if, if our world could ever be like that, it, it would be amazing because yeah. it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know. I, just, I talk with my daughters about that kind of stuff all the time and you know, they're, they're going through things that are different than I ever had to, you know, right. with, with the, this whole mean girl thing and things like that. And it's like, let's, you know, let's just, you guys are all on the same team with us. You got to You got to be tight and connected. So that's, that's, you know, that's what, that's what I, I take away from the, the game of football. And it's what I miss the most, just that brotherhood and tightness and trust. And, uh, you know, that kind of, that kind of aspect is what I would, what I would bring up. Thank you. I mean, there's nothing like, um, you know, a group of people coming together for a common goal. Right. And staying in your lane, knowing your role, you know, know what it is that you have to do to contribute to the success of the team, the organization, you know, and a lot of what we talk about here is, is family, you know, what's your role in your family to help your family, you know, be the best that they can be. So absolutely. Corey, um, I appreciate you being on the show today. Um, Taking a little bit of time, you know, with little number five. Um, it's always good to talk to you, man. And, and I love seeing, um, what's going on in your family and in your life. And man, if I can do anything to be of his assistance, you know, I'm always here for you. Yeah. Same thing on my end. I appreciate you having me and, and, uh, hopefully we'll get you back to the East coast sometime and, <laughs> and have a chance to hang out in person. That, that is, that's the, that's the plan. You know, once, uh, we get back into a little bit of normal rhythm of traveling and all of that good stuff, uh, there's a whole lot of folks on the list to see it and you're at the top of it so i appreciate your brother love you and um, all the best man all the best all right thank you very much all right man thank you for joining this episode of fatherhood and football a dad's thing production where finding and embracing our roles in fatherhood is a journey and one that we do not have to do alone please join us next thursday for our next episode and follow us on instagram youtube and facebook at A Dad's Thing for all your fatherhood-related content. You can also find our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public.